Hi, this is Amy Beheimer, and you're listening to The Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, where today I'm being joined by my special guest, Sarah, where she's going to bring you Habit 16, Meditate to Self-Regulate. Welcome to The Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, a podcast to help you shift from managing autoimmune disease to creating autoimmune health using the power of everyday habits. I'm your host, Amy Beheimer a coach and a doctor of pharmacy on a mission to create health and happiness with multiple sclerosis. Here, we focus on everyday lifestyle habits proven to help the mind and body heal from the cell up without sacrificing the true joys of life along the way. To create autoimmune health in the mind and body, you have to be great at one thing, the skill of mastering habits. That's why each episode includes everything you need to do just that evidence-based information and real-life inspiration from the experiences of my guests, my clients, and yours truly. All habit heroes brave enough to turn a desire for help into daily decisions to create it. Let's have some fun. Hi, everybody. Today, I'm super excited. We have Sarah Campbell here with us. She's a personal development guide and the host of the Deliciously Alive podcast, where she's focused on inspiring growth, transformation, and personal reinvention with focus on mindset, habits, and courageous action. Sarah inspires listeners to take the steps necessary to transform their lives through relatable stories, engaging conversations, practical strategies. She helps individuals overcome limiting beliefs and develop a growth-oriented mindset. With her unwavering belief in each person's potential, Sarah is a trusted mentor, motivator, and catalyst for positive change. Welcome, Sarah. I'm so glad you're here with us. Thank you for having me, Amy. It's such a pleasure. Absolutely. I'm really hoping that, you know, we can live up to our engaging conversations that you have over on your podcast. And (laughs) no doubt we will here. I agree. Good. Well, I'd love to hear. I'd like to open and start us off with, tell us your autoimmune story. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. It's actually, it started quite young and it was interesting. I remember this conversation so clearly and I was sitting at the table, I was visiting my grandmother and I was sitting at the table with her and we were just getting things ready for supper, peeling carrots and potatoes. And I remember telling her about this feeling in my knees. And she, I was like, it's like this achy, you know, feeling that won't go away. And she's like, oh, that's weird. I have arthritis in like all of my body. And she's like, hmm, that sounds a lot like arthritis. That's not normal. Not in a, in a granddaughter, right? She's probably like, oh, I share many things with you, but I'd rather not share this with you. Exactly. And I didn't really think much of it because it was something that came and went. And I was probably, I don't know, in and around the 13, 14, like just starting to, you know, be in my teenage years. As I moved through my teenage years, it started to get worse and worse. And it was this strange thing that I actually started to bond with my sister over because she had the same thing. Oh, wow. And so we started to look into it. And my sister took a lot more medical proactivity when it came to this. And it was actually turned out that it was rheumatoid arthritis. So that was kind of the, the beginning. And then since then, it's interesting. I think you and I have kind of talked about this in the past before, where 
autoimmune diseases or or things that come up often come in pairs or threes. <laughs> so I had a couple more things come up, one being Raynaud's and another one, which I actually forget the name of, but it's um, like a, a bladder <laughs> thing. So, you know, it's kind of been an evolving journey over time. It was one that was really challenging for me when I was, especially my teen years, because there was a lot of like it would come on pretty strong, like pretty yeah. debilitating at some point. So fast forward to today, luckily I've been able to see the trends, incorporate some habits and manage as best as I can. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Those autoimmune diagnoses like to cluster for sure. Yeah. And, and it's wild. They're, the number keeps going up. And so you're not the only one who sometimes like, I think that a doctor told me once, but I don't quite remember the name. And it's more testament that, you know, what we do is good for everybody. All these habits, mm-hmm. you know, we can name it anything we want, but we're going to, we know we're going to be helping any of those diagnoses. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. Any reminders? It's what I like to call symptoms. Any reminders you get every day of, of any of the diagnoses that you do have? So this is an interesting one to do with, and I see it tying back to habits, but I will get, for me, my experience with it, as far as I've been right now, is it's very much a flare-up style of experience where it'll be, you know, I'll get onset of, what did you call it? Onset of. Sim- not symptoms. Oh, a uh, reminder. A reminder. Yeah. <laughs> reminder. <laughs> That's a yeah. very positive way of framing it up. <laughs> so I'll get reminders and flare-ups and it will be something like, you know, a week of different reminders that come up and then it will go away and then it will be gone for a month. Then it'll come back for a month. Then it'll go away for a week and come back for a week. It's very inconsistent. What I thought. And then I did start seeing some patterns after a while, but it was very much, which I'm so thankful that I have that experience to be able to live free of those reminders at some times in my life. Yeah. You get a little reprieve. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that's not the case for everyone. So I'm very fortunate, but I was a little bit of a medical mystery for people. And I think for some of the doctors, and I think that was such a, an interesting road to figuring all this out because for years I was, you know, kind of this medical mystery with these reminders that were coming up and seeking advice and help in the medical community. And then coming back with tests that, you know, inconclusive tests or tests that didn't match what I was experiencing. So, but yeah, very thankful. There are people nodding along going, oh good, oh good, I'm not alone. You know, it took a few doctors, it took a few, few times. So yeah, that's definitely, definitely something that we hear quite a bit. And you mentioned kind of a nice segue because you have this genetic component, you know, with your sister and your grandma. And a lot of these do have a genetic component, but that's more in the 5% range. And then the other 95 is what are we doing with our lifestyle? What is our environment? And so it's a good segue into what do you overall think about habits? I love seeing what people's story about habits that they have and sharing it with each other. I'm happy to share. I kind of mentioned it earlier where to me, when I first started going through this process of experiencing these reminders of there's something going on, there's something off in my body is or how it felt anyways, was that I couldn't see the patterns. And I was like, you know, I'll get a flare up 
and I can barely get out of bed and then it will be all of a sudden gone and I'll be completely feeling fine. So it was for me, it was hard to nail down what were the triggers? What was what was happening in my body to contribute to these flare-ups or onset? And what I realized after time <laughs> is that it was it was in direct correlation with the habits that I had in place. Yeah. And so it was really encouraging at that point because then I had this moment where I was I felt in control for a second. I was like, okay, yeah. I have autonomy over or the ability to influence. I may not be able to solve everything going on, but I have a measure of influence in the way I feel. Yeah. And so it was when I, you know, had certain habits in place or didn't have certain habits in place that I saw the repercussions and I saw my body talking to me really is what it was. Oh, I love that. And you must have been listening and I hope that's encouraging for people out there that maybe they haven't found the habit that they can tie back yet to some relief, but it's out, you know, it's out there and keep looking because, because I love that thought. That's beautiful. We're going to go into a little habit rapid fire, if that's okay. Yeah. To hear about, about some of your habits. So the first one is what is a habit that you love? That's a part of your life that came really natural to you. Mm, that's a great question. I know that this is a hard one for some people, but I think there's the the higher piece of this. And then there's a habit that I use consistently that came easy to me that rolls up into this. So for me, one of the big pieces that I notice is a trigger for me in all three things that I experience is stress and not the good kind of stress that you, you know, that, you know, you're a little bit pressed and you, and you move through something, but the stress, stress, yeah. stress, stress. Yes. And I noticed that that was a factor. And when I was going through periods of my life that I was feeling, I was internalizing a lot of stress. I would experience those flare-ups more and, and closer to each other. And so for me, the, it's not necessarily the habit, but self-regulation of my emotions has been so huge for me. And okay. it sounds kind of silly. It, you know, I know we know our mind and body are connected, but they really, in my experience, really truly are. And so the habit that came easy to me that's not necessarily easy to everybody else was meditation. Okay. And so that was something that I put in place kind of in a moment in de of desperation. Yeah. I was like, I need to find something that's going to help me. I was like, I'm just going to try all the things that everybody is telling me is, you know, healthy. That was something I don't know if it was because the moment in life that I was where I was in that desperation. Yeah. Or if it would have come easy to me otherwise, but it did because I saw the impact so quickly. And so it came to me easily. I think just because it was so rewarding, I was like, okay. Yeah. This is so worth it. You're like, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. One, it, yeah. it highlights the fact that we often think of habits as things we're doing. And mm -hmm. upstream of that, we have habitual thoughts and we have habitual feelings that we can address just as much as the behaviors or the actions. And so I love that you said it's that regulating the emotions or your feelings. You know, that's kind of where the downstream effect of that meditation practice. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it allowed me to tap into that self-regulation. I, I think it was like the, the, the door 
to get into that self-regulation that had that trickle effect and allowed me to reduce the time that I was spending in those flare-ups. Yeah. And some people may have other doors to do that, but yeah, but yeah, that getting in touch with feelings is so crucial. What about a habit that you worked really hard to break? Mm. Something that I worked really hard to break. It's kind of, it was kind of hard to break. So uh, a lot of this experience that I came up through was in my teen years, my early adult years, and part of my culture, part part of the culture that I was, I don't know, participating in was a a lot of drinking culture. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I didn't ever experience that it was so hard to give up, but what, because it's part of your friend group and your culture and the things that your friends do often, I think that was a really tricky one for me because it was navigating the social situations Mm -hmm. as an introvert that, Mm -hmm. you know, alcohol loosens you up and allows you to kind of get into social mode a little bit better. And if you're not drinking, you're often the one, the one that's not. So, you know, at that, at that age and even any age, it's kind of, it's hard to be the, the fish swimming upstream for sure. Totally. You're out of the, even, I feel like you know, I certainly partake in some alcoholic beverages sometimes, but I know that when I do, I'm going to get a flare up. It's not yeah. like I've, I've seen the pattern enough now. You go in eyes wide open. Like, yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm doing this, but I know it's on the other end. And, but the, again, that's a measure of ability for me to influence yeah. how I feel. And I, if I feel like that's something that I want to do and I'm okay with, you know, however I'm going to feel, that's one thing. But it was hard just because I think, yeah, the social situations that it created, you know, people kind of being like, what's, what are you doing? What's going on? And just the uncomfortable conversations as a result. I don't think you're alone on that one. I don't, I think there's a lot of us nodding and and I definitely experienced some of that too. (laughs) All right. So what about a habit that you had to work hard to make. So the meditation came kind of easy, mm-hmm. but one you had to work hard to make, but now it's on autopilot. Yeah. I think my original way of being was to, I thought lone wolf style where I was like, I'm independent. I can do things myself. I don't need anybody's help. And I think that was a little bit, when I look back, I was a little bit lonely in retrospect going through trying to figure out diagnoses and or diagnoses and and trying to figure out what was wrong with me, you know, in air quotes I'm saying in that, air quotes, but like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was feeling so it was stressful. You go to the doctor's appointment, they don't know what's wrong with you. You're experiencing these these um reminders and you're like feeling under the weather and you don't feel good at work and you don't feel good in your everyday life. Yeah. yeah. It can take a mental toll and I think my natural inclination was to just hold it all inside, not talk about it, deal with it on my own. And I think my experience with this is the shift that I made to have, to be transparent, to be authentic, to be in community with people that were experiencing similar made me feel not so alone. I think that was a pretty powerful experience for me. And that was just like my late 20s kind of thing. I love that. Just to point out, because probably nobody thinks in the world of the Habit Hub like I do, you've the three that we've touched on, it's wild because they're all in different spokes. Yeah. And so, you know, we're looking at connection, which is 
just as important as the food is medicine where we're talking about alcohol and the stress. And so, you know, you're just such a beautiful example of how life is all of these areas and we can pull these levers in all these areas. So that I don't imagine is on purpose that these are the ones that came up, but it's, it's such a beautiful example. I love that. Yeah. I don't know. It just made me feel as bummed as it, as I felt being like, okay, I have this thing that I have to manage. When you're able to recognize those spokes, like you said, of the habit hub and how habits can influence your quality of life. It's even though you're still experiencing those things, it really is empowering. And it really does. I don't know. It just makes you feel like, not that I have to be in control all the time, but it it makes you feel empowered to, to make decisions that will serve your greater health and well-being and yeah. that you have the power to do that. And I think there was something about the ownership of the power to do that that was really encouraging to me. Yeah. And especially in these, it's really being in rooms and being in communities of people that see you for different things and different commonalities is just so important. You know, one of the themes of the Blue Zones, which is you know, the areas of the world that are so healthy is it's more convenient to do the healthy thing. And so sometimes in life, like you said, when you're that one not drinking, mm. it's nice to slip into these communities. And I always try to create these communities in, you know, my programs and in things, because to slip into where you're looking around and you're not the only one doing it, it really has a powerful impact. And so I love that you, you know, picked up on that and it wasn't easy, but you know, you're, you're still working on it. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I think it will be, it will be this constant evolution, but I think there's so much truth in what you just said. I mean, we've all heard that quote, I probably, you're, you are the sum of your closest five friends or yeah. the 10 people closest to you. And I think it is, that's such a cool thing that I actually didn't know about the blue zones, Yeah, but it makes so much sense. If you're not fighting the thing that's going to, that's going to influence you in a negative way, yeah, all the time. And then it's easier to do the thing that's going to support you. Yeah, it's just gonna make life so much easier. And if you're listening here, you know, this community of other autoimmune warriors and other people looking at lifestyle and looking at habits can be a collective one of those five. You know, I like to think of it can be, you know, a positive influence that hopefully you're getting some of that and seeing and feeling that. So mm-hmm. I love that. Right on to one that you're working on. I have it you're working on mm. actively because you nailed it. We're <laughs> always working. We're always working on something. Yeah, this has actually been my, um, <laughs> you can't see, but uh, in the screen, but for me, the water, I know going back to that, how do we fuel our body? And for me, I've been asking myself the question because I've seen the direct correlation with how I feel my body and how I feel, you know, we've probably all heard that, but for me, I'm working on right now is just as simple as my water intake. And I know that sounds so silly, but it is with my arthritis. That's literally probably the alcohol and the water is the, the, the thing that I notice sets me on one path or the other. All those fluids, fluids are the answer. Yeah. 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 So it's going back to that health or how I, and I think too, with food, it's just, I've just been trying to, to be more mindful before I ingest things like eat or drink. It's like, will this bless my body? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
Let's bless my body. I'm going to steal that. I love that. I'm not always perfect. Oh, <laughs> I love chocolate. What, what is perfect? Yes. What is perfect? Funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've even been thinking as I've been recording solo habits, you know, without guests, I several in and I'm going, am I talking about enough about ones I'm working on? I'm not nailing all these, you know, we're not, I'm not perfect. You know, we're all working on these. And so I think it's so good to share that so that people can see themselves in, in us and water simple, but back to basics. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's a perfect one. Yeah. It's, um, it's not that I had to get around the thought about arriving. Like for me, I was like, what do I want? I want to get to a moment in time where I don't have to experience any of these reminders. But I think it is just to your point, it is, you know, we're all in this sliding scale and some of the spokes were nailing more than others and some were, you know, we have work to do. And But that's just the beauty of life. And that's just the human experience. And I think if we can look at it as a journey and an adventure of, you know, how do we learn our body? How do we get to know ourselves even better? It just feels a a lot more, I don't know, it just, it lands a little bit easier when you're like, okay, it's just like me getting to know my body and and that's okay. It takes the pressure off, you know, it's like, it takes the pressure off trying to get somewhere and instead just realizing we're, we're already there and we get to pick where we keep going. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So bring it on home. What habit for health and happiness has made the biggest impact in your life? Mm. There have been different habits that have made a big difference at different times in my life. So for there's been different times in my life that meditation has been the non-negotiable and different times in my life where it might be something else. But I think that if I looked at overall what contributed to the most impact, I think honestly it is the meditation because it had such a direct impact on my mind and the way that I thought and how I could self-regulate and process emotionally that it just had this trickle effect to my physical body as well. And it seems so funny that that's the one that impacted me the most, but I think it is because it affected not only my my stress, so it kind of relieved some of those triggers, but it also allowed me to show up with a really focused mindset so that I could really manage the thoughts and the the feelings that I was experiencing as I was moving through the physical reminders. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love the first thing that popped up to your mind at the beginning and and it's the last one too. So I love that. So where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at deliciouslyalive.com and you can find the podcast on uh, Apple, Spotify, all the places under Deliciously Alive. And that's where I hang out the most because that's my um, mode of contribution to really take the things I'm experiencing and share it with the world. So amazing. And I can um, attest to that great conversations going on there. And I'll also include the link in the show notes if you want even more. But I cannot thank you enough for coming, sharing your wisdom, getting a glimpse behind the curtain of somebody, you know, living so well with autoimmune disease and looking at right side of things and sharing your habits and how you got there. Can't thank you enough. Thank you, Amy. It was my pleasure, honestly. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Habit Hub. I am forever grateful for the time, energy, and attention you share with me. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, where I might just cover the habit your body has been waiting for. Check out www.amybeheimercoaching.com for more free resources, as well as details on how to take the information, inspiration, and insight you learned today and apply it to create autoimmune health and happiness in your life. Get in touch at amy at amybeheimercoaching.com. Special thanks to my editor, Sarah. The Habit Hub is a production of Amy Beheimer Coaching, LLC. Talk soon.